Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 19th day. Yes, yes, six days away from Christmas here on Sports Scope. I uh, want to talk about that awful call in the Washington game. Man, the optics there look really bad. Dallas, uh, did they simply just get outplayed? I'll look at that game with uh, the Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Cincinnati gets another big road win. Joe Burrows down 17, beats Tom Brady on the road. And also the read option. How relevant and safe is the read option? Is it uh, suicide for a professional NFL quarterback to do the read option in the NFL? Maybe there's a reason why teams in the NFL in the past haven't done the read option. Jalen Hurts has uh, a shoulder sprain and may not play Saturday, and we don't know how bad this injury will be. We'll talk about that uh, coach and blunder by uh, the another coach and blunder by the great Bill Belichick in the Patriot Raider loss here. But first, stand by. I'll be back with the program in a minute and 19 here on Sports Scope. Hello, SportsScope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash SportsScope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why SportsScope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is SportsScope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportsscope at gmail.com. Uh, SportsScope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportsscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. Okay, I'm back live here on all links. Now, you know, a lot of big news in, in the NFL, a lot of big games. Uh, but, you know, just before we went to that break here, just explaining to you all, news came out this afternoon. Jalen Hurts of the uh, uh, Eagles, he has a shoulder sprain in Rappaport, and Adam Scheffner both are saying that this uh, puts his play in doubt Saturday against Dallas. Now, the game doesn't mean as much as it would have if Dallas wouldn't have blown a 17-point a lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But my whole point about uh, Jalen Hurts and this particular injury after looking at a replay of when this – you know, that's what I like about modern-day social media. I've been bashing it. I've been bashing Twitter – but the good thing about it now is you can see film that reporters will tweet out and put where the the, the injury occurred, um, where the injury occurred with the read option, okay? And, you know, I understand that we're in a modern-day NFL. I understand that about play action and – and, and quarterbacks who are athletic, they need some a, a certain level of athleticism and elusiveness to get away from the pass rush. That's, that is modern-day NFL. Uh, that's even back-in-the-day NFL, right? Every play is not going to be perfectly the way you designed, uh, designed it. The, 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 the defensive line, they're getting paid too, right? Uh, they're, they're staying up hours and hours and hours. Uh, running stunts and, and 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 blitzes trying to get a hold of you. Those coordinators are paid a lot of money. 
those defensive players, I understand that everything's not going to go perfectly as scripted. Uh, you, de- you need to have some sort of elusiveness as an NFL quarterback to make throws downfield. I totally get that. I totally get if if it's a third and five, third and six, you're, you're uh, you've called a pass play. Everybody's going out running uh, uh, running the routes. The linebackers are playing way off the line of scrimmage. The quarterback takes off running, runs towards the sideline, or even runs towards the middle of the field. He slides. I understand that too. Uh, I understand the read option when it comes to either handoff to the quarterback or handoff to the running back or throw the ball upfield. What I do not like about this modern-day read option, particularly with guys like Lamar Jackson and what um, the Eagles are running, is the quarterback keeping the ball and running into the teeth of the defense. You know, uh, if you watch a replay of it, he runs right into the teeth of the defense. A guy picks him up, slams him on his shoulder, it looks like a clean hit. I'm, I'm, I say slams on the shoulder. He tackles him, puts his weight. A Hurts falls on his shoulder. He has a shoulder sprain. Uh, he did throw a touchdown afterwards in the fourth quarter. A.J. Brown had a huge fourth quarter. Uh, they end up winning the game. But now he's in doubt to play on Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, in the in one of the bigger games of the year. I think they probably got this thing sold up, the division and the one seed. But if your top quarter, listen to these stats on, on Hertz. He's seventh in completion percentage, tied for 10th in touchdown passes, fourth in, uh, uh, in uh, QBR, fourth in quarterback rating, second. Think about this, the season he's having, which is uh, an MVP season. He's second in rushing touchdowns only to running back Jamal Williams from the Detroit Lions. They're 13-1, and one, clear and cut favorite for the one seed. He's a clear-cut MVP, best player on the best team with the best record. I'm not saying he's better than Mahomes, but he they are the best team with the best record. He is the best player on that team. Uh, but, you know, Gardner Minshew, he is a more than capable backup. But if you think about guys in the past, Robert Griffin, the read option with him, looked great, had a rookie year, awesome rookie year. He gets an injury, and he never really recovers from that. You know, he never really recovers from that. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, I was listening to Jack Hurst talk about, and Carlos Chavez, who, who Mandy York on my program, say, yeah, we would love to have Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar's already, he's missed so many games this year that now Baltimore's falling out of first place, okay? Uh, Jackson running that read option with the quarterback keeper. He missed games last year. They didn't make the playoffs last year. He's missed games this year. They've fallen out of first place. Uh, he, 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 he left in the middle of the game and the year before that to the Buffalo Bills, and now you want to pay him $35, $40 million a year. Uh, I, part of this is not on the co- It's not on the quarterback. It's on the coaches. It's on the coaches. I said, man, you can't do that quarterback keeper and run into the teeth of that defense. That is a kamikaze suicide mission. Now, uh, s- similar hit was a few years ago when Jimmy Garoppolo runs into this guy for Kansas City's defensive lineman gets knocked out for the season. Now, Hurts is built like a truck. It's very compact. I understand that. Uh, you know, uh, what's the guy's name? I forgot who is, what his name is now. Chris Collinsworth reminds us every time the Eagles are on Sunday night football that uh, he can uh, squat six to 700 pounds. All that being said... All that being said, but when you do that quarterback keeper and you're running head on with the linebacker defensive line, or you're just running into the teeth of the defense uh, and all that traffic, you're going to get hurt and you're going to get hurt bad and it's going to shorten your career. Uh, there's a reason why that their quarterbacks are put with uh, red jerseys on in practice. You know, uh, at some point, and I, again, I put it on the coaching staffs. And, and, and if Denver, if Baltimore completely falls out of the playoffs, which they could, or, or it's a first-round exit, which they could, uh, I could see 
either uh, uh, the, the, the offensive coordinator or John Harbaugh or both being fired at the end of the season. You got to put it on the coaches um, to, to help develop that passing game, to not keep those quarterbacks in harm's way and taking that quarterback keeper running right into a Mack truck teeth for the defense. I remember last week, I want to say uh, former Jet quarterback, his name slips my mind right now, but he, he was on the Colin Cowherd show and he was talking about trying to block a guy like a Vince Wilfork. And Vince just looked at him like he said, man, I felt like I was pushing up against the wall. There was no movement. And uh, he looked at that. He looked at me and said, you might not want to do that because he put his head down and running into the guy. And I got to thinking about that and, and looking at uh, the what Hearts does. You know, and, and of course, this is part of the playbook. You know, it's a read option. Uh, Hertz has had problems making his second read. I understand Nick Seriani trying to keep job security, trying to uh, uh, keep a winning uh, football uh, program there. Knowing that the NFL and these owners, they're crazy. Uh, they got a lot more money. They will fire a guy on the drop of a hat. And these these coaches want to keep their career going, winning. They want all the money and the glory, and I get all that. But at some point, do you really want to keep your star quarterback, uh, which is the most important position on the team, touches the ball every single play in that kind of harm's way, knowing knowing that eventually, sooner than later, at any time, those type of plays are just suicide. There's more. Uh, there's more. Um, Bad that's going to be good coming out of the quarterback keeper in the read option. There's a, and, and look, Pickle says uh, the average running back lasts three and a half years. That's what those running backs are paid for. That's what guys that are built like Derrick Henry, that are built like Nick Chubb, uh, those compact guys that are about five foot ten are paid for. It's not really for quarterbacks, even though you can make the argument that a, that a Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's built somewhat like a running back, you know, but do you really want to, you know, you, you got a guy that everything seems to be working with. You got the best offensive line in football. You, you're playing a team that is in the 23rd to 28th against the run. Why don't you just give that ball to Miles Sanders? And when this happened, they had the lead, you know, the quarterback keeper in the read option in the NFL is total suicide. Not unless you have no respect. And think about the guy he was playing. Think about what the Bears are doing. The same thing with Justin Fields, who just came back from injury, running those same type of plays. Uh, Fields is also having issues uh, picking up on the pass rush, uh, not feeling the pressure. He's also running the read option with the quarterback keeper. It looks great when the guy gets 15, 20 yards of field. It don't look so great when he does when he missed that linebacker when he's running in the middle of the field and gets blindsided and the game is stopped and you're running if he's got a concussion or not or if he's got something broken. It's just not uh, – one coach said, former coach on another program, I can't remember who it was, but I, he said it seems like they've already given up trying to develop fields even in year two as a passer – they're just making him a, as a running back, disregarding for the guy's body. Now, I understand that that's what the guys are trying to get up with, but it just seems like that that is more often than not, it, it, it's not going to work out in the best interest of your team. Good example, Lamar Jackson. Uh, of course, that worked in his second year. They went 14-2, and two, won the MVP. But, hey, guess what? You know, they got put out, and he's been hurt. Uh, two of the last three years ever since. Let's see. And, you know, as far as the Eagles are concerned, if he doesn't play another down, now they're not saying that, but if he doesn't play another down, I got this off of CBS Sports, best career pass touchdown interception rate of one, among active quarterbacks with a minimum of 500 attempts. Gardner Minshew, 3.42. That is third behind Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. He's ahead of Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. So uh, they've got a really good team. Uh, if you all don't uh, recall, 
Tom Brady got hurt in their first Super Bowl run for the um, New England Patriots there. Tom Brady got hurt in their first Super Bowl run uh, in the AFC Championship game against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Blesso comes in, beats the Steelers that year. They end up getting to the Super Bowl. We know what happened, the big upset over the Rams. So it's not the end of the world, but it's more of an indictment. Uh, and, of course, they need just one win to clinch the one seed in the NFC. If they beat the Cowboys on Saturday, uh, you know, Hurts will not need to play. Check this out. This is what Pro Football um, Focus says. But but let's hear me out. Hear me out what, what this, this tweet says. Uh, this is our Ari uh, – Moreau, uh, he's a guy from Pro Football Focus. Pretty interesting stat here. He says, the Eagles need just one win to clinch the number one seed in the NFC. If they beat the Cowboys on Saturday, Jalen Hurts will not need to play again until the division round on January the 21st or January the 22nd. Are you kidding me? That's a whole month practically without playing a game. He would be incredibly rusty at that point if that's the situation. Then you got to say, well, do you want to play Hurts uh, at that point or do you want to play Minshew at that point? So it's going to throw off the rhythm either way. This is an indictment on that read option quarterback keeper pickles. You know, so it's something that needs to be uh, looked into. If I am, uh, and I admire, I've been praising the Eagles all year. I admire the heck out of what Howie Roseman's doing and the ownership and everything they've done there. Uh, but they, they've got to do something about that quarterback option, that keeper play, because it ain't going to do nothing to have more stuff like this is going to happen in the league. Okay, other big story. Got to go with the other big story, even though it's probably not the two biggest, most popular teams, uh, I want to commend, I want to commend Ron Rivera for not losing his marbles at what happened last night. Okay. Uh, Terry McLaurin, okay, you're getting towards the end of the game here. I want to say it's about a minute to go last night. Uh, very critical, excuse me, folks, I got to get a sip of water on this one, Pickles. <sighs> Talking 17 minutes straight. I mean, what kind of sports talk it is? It's just the best in the country, ain't it? Man. Okay, so Terry McLaurin, uh, Washington Giants, crucial game, litter, uh, winner, uh, loser not out of it, but winner in very good shape in the wild card round. Terry McLaurin, false start. Uh there's a video been circulating by on the internet. This is totally legit. McLaurin checks with the ref. He says, am I, am I set? Am I good to see if he's on the line or behind the line of scrimmage? He's adjusting himself behind the line of scrimmage. Now it's not perfect, but it looks like he is totally behind the line of scrimmage. If you get behind that line of scrimmage, you're, you're fine. Okay. If you're over that line of scrimmage, then you, you, that is your that's considered a false start. Or if you're standing on the line of scrimmage like the linemen are, that's considered a false start. He checks with the ref. The ref gives him an indication. This is all on video. He's good. Uh, he makes a shift in his footwork to get his footing right. Uh, uh, Washington calls the snap, gives the ball to Brian Robertson, who I had uh, as an anytime touchdown guy. Uh, runs in for a touchdown and a cru- crucial point. It would have made the game within two points. If Washington goes for two, it's a tied game. Okay. Uh, then after the, the snap is called, the guy throws the flag and says false start on McLaurin. Now, you know, so you basically, so you, you've heard my beef, Okay. This is what Ron Rivera said afterwards, and he handled it really well. His hand out. Hold on. Listen to Ron Rivera. What did you guys see on, on the film? Looked like Terry pointed That's his exactly what I thought, too. Thank you. And I got to ask about the Curtis one as well. Um, the fourth down. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, 
In fact, don't ask me about the refereeing because I can't answer the question. And like my dad was saying, he's hotter than he's hot. And he asked him, I don't know about the Curtis Samuel one, but the Terry McLaurin one was crucial to that game. Um, This is what I think if he would have actually seen everything, this is how I think that Ron Rivera would have acted when this call was made. Very 1983, the way I possibly could have reacted. Uh, George Brett being called out for having Pontar too high by an inch on a baseball bat back in 1983, which ultimately lost the game to the Yankees. Listen up. They might be going to call George Brett. George Brett hits the home run. The Yankees manager comes in. He says... Uh, I want to look at that. It looks like that time the Pontar cannot be past the logo on the baseball bat. The baseball bat gets measured on the plate. It's an inch above. Brett loses his mind. It's one of the funnier calls. And uh, here's here it is. So long story short, Brett gets called out, loses his mind. I list, I love what the announcers say in this game. They might be going to call George Brett out. Well, the Yankees win it. He's out. Yes, sir. Brett is out. Look at, look at this. Brett is out. And He's demon mad. He is out and having to be forcibly restrained from hitting plate umpire Tim McClellan. Now, that is funny. I mean, Brett looked like he was demon possessed. It was <laughs> and I do not blame him. Uh, and, and I want to say this, too, and I, like I said, I don't agree with Mike Florio, the creator of Pro Football Talk, much, but he really had a bold statement on this. I don't want to read this, what uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk said. And I, and I can't agree with him to a certain extent, okay? He says, I continue to believe the NFL isn't rigged in the sense that the NFL doesn't ever want specific teams to win or lose. I worry that given an official, uh, a given a given official could, given the the uh, prevalence and ease the legalized gambling set, significantly swell up in the corrupt object, objectivity and fairness. And he says it's frankly exhausting to be on the front line trying to tell fans to think that the example, for example, the league office doesn't want. Daniel Snyder's Daniel Snyder's team in the playoffs. The league office doesn't have to fight those battles. No public accountability. It makes none of its employees available for meaning interrogation. Okay, so that is uh, the optics. The perception of something like that can be perceived. This is a very, very bad blatant call and when you are dealing with an average quarterback like a guy like a uh 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 a holcomb you know they'll said you've got uh uh taylor heineke excuse me taylor heineke and then you got daniel jones on the other side i mean you really have to coach these games properly and 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 you know watch every specific detail and keep up with every little thing in order to win these close, tight, tight uh, divisional games, you know, and it's got to be infuriating. Now, that being said, you get guys like uh, Kwan Thibodeau play the game of his career, uh, causing a fumble for a touchdown. Uh, the Giants outplayed him; they outcoached him up to up until that point. Even if uh, Ryan Robertson does score, they still got to make the two point conversion. That being said, uh, uh, this call was so bad that it reminded me of the no call of the takedown of the wide receiver by the defensive back of the L.A. Rams that was never called. And uh, taking you back, that goes back about three years in the 2018-2019 season when the Rams were playing the Saints in the NFC Championship game uh, uh, Saints wide receiver. It was a deep play. It should have been a spot call. They would have been 
uh, basically at a chip shot field goal to end the game to put the Saints into the Super Bowl. Long story short, it was a no call, goes into overtime. Rams win in overtime, get to the Super Bowl. That was so bad and so blatant that the league, the next, the very next year, put it in where uh, uh, calls like that on pass interference can be challenged as a part of the game. The next year later, it was taken out of the game. Okay. Uh, something should, and the league hasn't said anything about this yet. But the guy, when you tell me I'm set, and then I just behind the line of scrimmage, you throw the flag. It really, really, really looks awful. And if I'm right, I, I commend the heck out of Ron Rivera for saying what he said and probably acting the way he would have. Uh, somebody like Phil Jackson would have gotten a lot of trouble for that. Uh, and again, you know, I could see someone going George Brett on a play call like that. And quite frankly, Terry McLaurin didn't lose his cool and something like this, if you ask me. Uh, uh, kudos to them. I, I, that was a terrible call. And again, the Giants, hey, look, they outplayed them. They outplayed them. Even if they score, they still had to make the two-point conversion to make it 2020. Uh, but something's got to be done about that. My guess is about tomorrow the league will say or do something in that matter. They always seem to get it right. But, again, when you're dealing with these mediocre quarterbacks, you got to you have to do every little thing right. You got to manage that clock perfectly. You can't have turnovers. Your defense has to be in place. You can't have penalties. You've got to be extra tight on top of the refs. If not, remember the last game was a was a tie. It was ironically the last time these two teams played, it was a 2020 tie. So if they tied there, I think it, was, it would have been like 40 something seconds. The Giants still could have went down and got a field goal in retrospect, to be fair. So don't want to take that win away from the Giants, but you just hate to see a big play like that get called back. The tuck rule, they changed the tuck rule, Pickle says. Yeah, uh, if a coach questioned the game after the call, uh, the coach gets fined. Yes. Yeah, and I like the way he said it. He said, listen. He just said, he said, listen. Um you uh, you guys saw the tape, didn't you? You saw the tape. He didn't say anything about the refs. He didn't say they're blind. He said, you saw the tape? I saw the tape. The league office is also going to see the tape. So, anyways, uh, speaking of quarterbacks who can overcome those type of um, setbacks, there was a game down in Tampa, okay? And, of course, I called it. I said I thought that uh, this would be a good game. I thought that Tampa will have a chance, particularly if Thurston Worth plays. He didn't play. They did get one of their receivers back. Uh, they had their full core of receivers. Leonard Fournette played as well. But uh, Thurston Worth did not play. Cincinnati was down 17 to nothing in the first quarter on the road. Also lost. Their second-best defensive player, their best defensive player, Trey Henderson, uh, has a, had a broken wrist there. He was out of this game. Their second defensive player, uh, Sam Hubbard, was got hurt in this game. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow throws four touchdowns to four different receivers. Lou Anara Analo basically shut out Tom Brady in the second half. They get a six-point Garbage touchdown at the very end there. Uh, six straight wins, three on the road, three wins versus playoff teams. You got to take this Cincinnati team seriously. Uh, they got to play at New England on Saturday, then Buffalo at home next Monday night. And as I said on this particular program a week ago, I think the winner of that game uh, will give me an indication of who's going to represent the Super Bowl. I made that prediction in the preseason that these two teams would meet in Buffalo for the AFC Championship game, and Buffalo would ultimately beat the um, ultimately beat the Cincinnati Bengals to get into the Super Bowl to play against the 49ers. 
that was my preseason prediction. Uh, it's getting pretty close to that. And the fact that maybe Jalen Hurts getting hurt in the NFC, maybe that opens it up for Brock Purdy. Uh, but here's my thing. Here, here, here's my thing, the reason why I'm not picking uh, my, my doubts about Cincinnati and my doubts about the 49ers. Uh, no team, let's talk about Cincinnati, no team that has lost the Super Bowl since 1994, not named New England. Think about that. Think about that. 19, that's 28 years of data. No team since 1994 that's lost the Super Bowl, not named the Patriots, and went back to the Super Bowl. Do you think Zach Taylor's as good as Bill Belichick? He looked good this week, but he didn't look good last week. So, and, and also, I don't know how long Trey Henderson's going to be out. I don't know that. I don't know how long Sam Hubbard's going to be out. He might not, Hubbard might not come back. That's our two best defensive interior players, okay? And as far as the Brock Purdy uh, experiment, no rookie quarterback ever, New England or not, has ever been to the Super Bowl. Uh, the closest, again, was the 2004 uh, Pittsburgh Steelers went to the uh, AFC Championship game uh, they did go the next year. Second year is a big deal. Second year is a big deal. A lot of second year guys have been Tom Brady, uh, 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 Ben Roethlisberger, Dan Marino. That's just the name of few. Russell Wilson won in his second year. Uh, uh, got got a Super Bowl ring. So, uh, but the, as far as Brock Purdy, that's what in my mind could dismiss him. Now, of course, you look at that that Jalen Hurts injury. This could open everything up for the uh, the Cowboys to get uh, potentially uh, redeemed, if you ask me. But either way, it was a heck of a win, man. That was a well of a win by the um, by by the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, as far as Tampa, as far as Lou and Arenado, the defensive coordinator, uh, I, I did make a note to myself. I think that, uh, by the way, the Bills are eleven and three, Cincinnati's uh, ten and four. That is uh, the two top teams now in the AFC, just as I expected. Okay, I think this guy, this coordinator. Uh, and Arenado will probably get job interviews. Maybe t I, I still think that Arizona is going to fire Clingsbury. And uh, usually when a team fires a coach, they go the opposite of the other coach. Uh, they go defense instead of offense, offense instead of defense. That could be a possibility. Uh, keep an eye out for that guy's name to get mentioned. Now, he might not be a good head coach. He might be a Dennis Allen type of guy for – uh, the Saints, who is simply just a really good coordinator, but I do think that as good as he has made and as good as the second adjustments, he's going to get interviewed, in my opinion, and should for that matter, and should, and should for that very well matter, okay? So uh, Pickle says, Cowboys shot themselves in the foot. The NFL loved to be uh, Brady, uh, Burrow to be the new Brady. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, Dallas. Let's let's transition there. Now, Dallas was up seventeen, middle of the third quarter. Uh, they had a nice balance, other than Dak's interceptions. You know, um, I made some screenshots here on Dallas, if I can find it. I did check this out though. Uh, Dak Prescott has thrown at least one interception in the last four games with a total of 11. He's got 10 last season. So he's done more picks this year than he has last year. Uh, that is concerning for me, particularly, uh, you know, I'll say this. Uh, other than that, Dallas simply has – they. Uh, they did. They had more rushing attempts. I want to say they had more rushing attempts than they did passing attempts. That's a bad habit that the Cowboys used to be in. They did that right. 
They actually got they actually won the turnover battle uh three to two. Of course, that was a rough one at the end. It's a it was a kind of a fluke pick six there. But Dallas won the turnover battle three to two. That's a plus there. So what's the reason for this loss? You blew a 17-point lead in the middle of the third quarter. Well, at some point, at some point, you got to give the other guy credit. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, four touchdowns, one pick in this game. Uh, he he basically outdueled Dak Prescott. You know, uh, I did a show last week on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence is is by far, uh, I think it's like 11, it's like 14 touchdowns, one interception. Uh, his last uh, last time I checked, as far as his touchdown to interception ratio, that's unbelievable. You know, 14 to one, and if you he had a hundred, he had a hundred and nine quarterback rating in this particular game. You know. And then he also rushed for a few yards. He stayed out of harm's way. Toe injury must not be that bad. Um, and and not to mention the fact that uh, their left tackle, Cam Robertson's out for the season. So I, I don't know how far uh, Jacksonville is going to go. But, you know, the defense can't let a 17-point lead go like that. Yeah, it's more on the defense. Uh, it's more on mismanagement of the play calling. Uh, Dallas is about ready to run the clock out towards the end, and, and the announcers are saying, why is he throwing? And it was an incomplete pass. Well, that stopped the clock. That stopped the clock to give uh, Jacksonville an opportunity to go back and tie this game up. It's little stuff like that, coaching, and, and calling timeouts and, and calling the right plays at the right time for Dallas that that really makes me cringe when to think that they're probably not going to get very far in the playoffs because those are things that you have to do in the playoffs in order to win Super Bowls. And we, we go back to the to the Jack. They should have won that Green Bay game going away. They were a way better team in that Green Bay game that they, they should have won that game going away. Uh, they should have won this one, maybe not going away, but with a comfortable enough margin where it was the 7-10 to 10 point game, uh, it's hard to go on the road and hold a 17-point lead against a talent and a hungry team like a Jacksonville Jaguars are playing right now. Uh, now, mind you, Jacksonville beat Tennessee last week. Tennessee, uh, love them or leave them. Uh, they are a playoff team right now, and a couple of weeks before that, they they beat Baltimore, who is also a playoff team. A couple of weeks ago, uh, it makes that Detroit win that Detroit had over Jacksonville look that much better if you're a Detroit Lions fan. But other than that, they've been playing some really good. Other than that Detroit um, uh, dud that they had uh, since their bye week. They've been playing lights out football, you know. They've been playing some lights out football. Uh, as far as Dallas is concerned, uh, because of the loss to Washington, they have now clinched a playoff spot. They are now considered a wild card, okay. Uh, and, and Pickle says he had a lousy game plan. Uh, Pickle says Doug Peterson now coached Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, he sure did. He um, he outcoached McCarthy there. You know, it is what it is. Uh, when when they called the blitz, he threw to the weak side. Uh, there were guys running wide open. Zay Jones had another three touchdown day. I had him on one of my fantasy teams. Uh, he he just finds a way to get open. Lucky number seven. And he's got a connection there with Trevor Lawrence, even though that wasn't their highest graded uh, free agent, which was Christian Kirk. And before that, they added free agent uh, Marvin Jones. But neither one of those, nor uh, Ingram, have all came up well for him. But this Zay Jones guy, he's just got a good connection with him. Uh, they've lost their left tackle. 
They've got to go on the road this week. They've got to go play at um, at the Jets with that Jets defensive line. So it's not a lock they're going to beat Tennessee in the AFC South. But if you're a Jacksonville fan, you've got Trevor Lawrence here uh, coming up on, what is this, year two? Yeah, it's just year two. Trevor Lawrence is in the first year of a new system. Uh, last year, he was with the college coach. Uh, everything that could go wrong last year did go wrong with Urban Meyer. Uh, way worse than I could have expected. Uh, he's with a new coach, a new system now. And even if they come up short, uh, not winning this division, he's still got two more years of rookie contract money. He's got two more years of rookie contract money uh, uh, for Jacksonville to stack up. And if you're an, an AFC South fan of the other teams, uh, you're just going to have to take it. You know, you're going to have to take it. I mean, we all know how good this guy was in college at Clemson. Uh, if he would have went to the NFL in his, uh, if he would have been eligible to go to the NFL after his freshman year, what he did to Alabama, he would have been the number one overall pick according to most scouts. Yeah, I said it. I don't think we should do that. It's been a, it's been a, a disaster in the NFL uh, to bring guys that one year out of high school. It's good to get three years of life experience and stuff like that. And also uh, just get the player to mature more as a person so you're not babysitting. I don't like that rule in the NFL. But physically – uh, in that particular class, yeah, he would have been the number one pick. So the guy's living up to the hype. He's beating out everybody. Uh, Thursday, he's going to play a guy that uh, he was. That some say Chris Sims says that uh, was a better player. Now we realize that Zach Wilson's already been benched, and now Trevor Lawrence is starting to look like the guy that we all thought that he may be. Uh, as far as Dallas, hey, you're in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts has got a sprained shoulder. You may pick up some confidence Saturday and beat Philadelphia. You're probably still going to be that wild card. Uh, there are no real strong teams. Uh, the 49ers have a rookie quarterback. The Philadelphia Eagles may have a backup. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks have so many injuries they can't keep up and I can't keep up with. Uh, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, you beat them 43-3. to uh, you've already beat up on the Giants. You still got to play Washington again. Uh, if you're Dallas, you shouldn't cry in your beer too much. I mean, if you look at the NFC and if you don't beat yourself, if you don't beat yourself, had to hit that twice home, don't go out and get a Nodell Beckham. Work T.Y. Hilton into your system. Uh, you can still have a shot at the Super Bowl. Because the NFC is just not that good. It's just not that good right now. Uh, other than Philadelphia, but like I said, that was a big story that broke today with the with the shoulder sprain of Jalen Hurts. And that should make offensive coordinators and even owners around the league who's going to pay these guys a lot of money. Jamie Pagg said, Philly sports guy, very educated fan. He puts a makeup on. God knows what he's talking about. I respect the heck out of his opinion. He says, I'd pay the guy now. So it won't be more later. Because the longer you wait, the more that average goes up for franchise quarterbacks. Well, do you want to pay him $40 million guaranteed per year and him doing that quarterback read option and have another potential Super Bowl shot down the drain just to get two or three yards running wide open into a linebacker and defensive lineman and putting hit 300 pounds on your shoulder. That's something to think about. That is something to think about. So uh, it's not the end of the world for Dallas. Uh, Jacksonville has a quarterback on the come up. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. Kudos to Miami. I know there's no moral victories and all that stuff. I'll get to the other Bill Belichick play here in a minute. But um, Tua led all players in Pro Bowl voting. Uh, I read something today that if he makes a Pro Bowl, his 
uh, fifth-year option salary goes way up by like $5 million for them to pick up his fifth-year option. Okay, I want to say he's in what, year three, year four? Uh, year three, because he was drafted the same year that Joe Burrow is. So they've got one more year where they can put this team together. Now, I thought the Bills would run rough shot on them, okay? We, we went back and talked about this a million times, but just a quick reminder, okay? Miami, Miami, uh, a couple weeks ago, went to San Francisco with their left tackle banged up and out against that 49er pass rush. They get beat. Uh, during that stint, uh, Tua gets an ankle injury. Coach says he's fine. Uh, there's a lot of injuries. They fly south. They go to the L.A. Chargers. They lose that game. And then they go all the way home. That was a Sunday night game. They fly all the way to Miami. Then from Miami all the way up to a, another big snowstorm in Buffalo on a short week, on a short week. And you know what? It's like they've been listening to Sportscope. Like they, they've been listening to Sportscope. Uh, Miami uh, ran for 188 yards rushing, 138 come from Raheem Mostert himself, okay? And then you had another running back get 50 yards there. Uh, Waddle and Hill both had about 200 yards apiece. Uh, it was 30 past the 25 run, and I noticed that the Bills uh, outrushed to tempt them by four rushing attempts, Bills win 32-29, okay? Uh, 10, 15 years ago, I would have said the other way around, you need to throw more to set up the brunt. But nowadays, it seems like teams are getting too pass happy. Uh, I do like that, though. If you are a, 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 a Dolphins fan, if you are a Dolphins fan, uh, you are simply one drive away. You are one drive away from beating what most people think, mainly Vegas, the, the Super Bowl uh, favorites by a long shot. You know, uh, last drive, last minute field goal, Josh Allen wills a victory for Buffalo. They win it by three. But I know there's no such thing in moral victories, but if you are a if you are a Dolphins fan, you ran, you went up there in Buffalo with all that less of with all that fatigue and jet lag, if you ask me, all those miles you traveled, you traveled around the country essentially. You went from Miami to San Francisco to LA, back to Miami, up to Buffalo. It's a wonder if the whole team didn't have the flu. Uh but I would be recommending guys take multivitamins and vitamin C. But my thing is, if they continue to add to their offensive line, add guard help, get some physical guards in there, you're going to have the money with Tua uh, still being on that rookie contract and stop trying to justify that trade every single game of Tyree Kill and do what's best for the football team to win uh, and continue to run the ball, whether it be with Mostert or go out and draft you a high-end running back here with that first-round pick or that second early second-round pick, which they're going to be picking pretty late. They're still in the playoff hunt, by the way. And then you have a shot there to maybe win that division next year and perhaps uh, have an actual Super Bowl run. But that is what's going to have to be done and trying to keep to a healthy uh that's going to be the recipe for this team winning, okay? So if they are listening. That's what you're supposed to do to win, all right? Uh, the flip side is uh, Josh Allen, he's starting to get in the category with, with Jalen Hurts, with all those rushing yards. Uh, he is sliding more. Uh, he is, but he's also hurdling players. That's something I would be concerned. I would try to coach out of him and continue to get the ball to, to cook there uh, in the running game. Of course, Devin Singletary, still your true number one there. I like the usage of Dawson Knox with this team. Uh, I still like Buffalo. Uh, I still like Buffalo. No team is built perfectly this year. Everybody, I do mean everybody, and you got to throw in 
the Philadelphia Eagles, who's been day-to-day Lane Johnson, their, their left tackle. Now your quarterback has a shoulder sprain. Everybody's got some form of injury that they're dealing with right now, if you ask me. So uh, it, that's the way I see uh, Miami uh, Buffalo playing out. I, I think Buffalo, they're totally in the driver's seat. They've got that one seed. You want to have that week off. I don't care about playing well and all that. That is how your coaching's supposed to be. You want to get that bye week off. It's good for your running backs. You're, you're, you're winning the game without taking any risk of your players getting hurt. If you go in and lay an egg, that's on your coaching staff. That is not on, uh, well, man, maybe we should just lose a game and play. take a chance on losing another game instead of just playing our A game, winning our last game, you know, and getting that one seed. So uh, I, I do think, uh, do you really, I mean, in the middle of January, January the 20th, you want to go up to Buffalo or you want to play in Kansas City? You know, uh, we're going to find out here in a couple of weeks how good Cincinnati matches up. That could be the game of the year. That could very well be the game of the year. Cincinnati, Buffalo, both quarterbacks are healthy. Both offensive lines are upright. Um, I can't wait to see how that goes. Uh, Burrell's been in the Super Bowl. Josh Allen has it. I mean, I like Allen a little bit better, but uh, we're about to find out here in a couple of weeks. Okay, Bill Belichick. Uh, Belichick, this is what he said after the game, okay? Uh, for those of you who didn't see the game, it's a tied game, folks. It's not a situation where the Patriots were not down in this game. It's a tied game, okay? There's three seconds to go in this game. You're going into overtime. You could have just took a knee, all right? If you, okay, Bill Belichick, didn't take much time on clarifying why he said Mac Jones couldn't throw it that far in regards to why the Patriots uh, did not attempt to Hail Mary on the final play in the shocking loss to the Raiders in the 2024 game. I got this off CBS. Uh, with three seconds left, the Patriots called a draw play to Ramon Stevenson instead of the running back laddering the ball back to Jacoby Myers. The craziness ensured after Myers touched the ball as a receiver and inexplicably threw a 12-yard pass back to Mac Jones on the Raiders. Uh, only the Raiders' Chandler Jones was there to pick it backwards and take it 48 yards in for a touchdown. Colossal mistake by Belichick in a season full of them. Okay. And, and quote, Belichick says, I said it was too far. Uh, and it was 55 yards. I mean – he can't throw the ball 55 yards. That's that's it's the limitations of a Mac Jones, of a Daniel Jones, of a Taylor Heineke, uh, that why coaches do crazy stuff like this when you got a Joe Burrow or a Josh Allen, uh, or even a Brady, a young Brady, or Rodgers who's playing right now. Uh, you don't have to do this sort of thing. But this reminds me of the three, four years ago, Pickles, uh, on the last play of the game, Bill Belichick, uh, it was a Hail Mary situation. He has Rob Gronkowski out there to stop a Hail Mary. Well, they didn't do a Hail Mary. The Dolphins didn't. They did a lateral pass. And then, of course, um, Kenyon Drake, runs right past Gronkowski like he was standing in quicksand. And, of course, Miami pulls it off uh, the late-minute win. I thought that Belichick would never make that kind of mistake to call something like that, you know? So it, it even he uh, even he can make mistakes. The best of the best can make mistakes. Uh, I remember one time that Belichick um, – he called for a fourth and one call uh, inside their own 20 because they didn't want to get the ball back to Peyton Manning. Well, Peyton Manning gets it back on like the 28-yard line because they missed the fourth down call. The Patriots end up losing. The Colts win. But you look at this play, uh, you look at the 
the the lack of actual physical talent that a Mac Jones has, and maybe this team could ne- not make a move to get another the quarterback. I think though, I think so, and this has been rumored that maybe they'll go after Bill O'Brien. Uh, I much rather have a Bill O'Brien, uh, the offensive coordinator, who doesn't seem to be have the most popularity right now in um, in Alabama. In Alabama, bring him back up to New England to work with Mac Jones. Uh, I don't think Alabama fans will be too mad at all about that. I'm curious to how that's going to play instead of Matt Patricia. Instead of Matt Patricia, a, a defensive coordinator. Uh, we talked about this last week, where Mac Jones's total uh, search stats have went down. I mean, he's digressed badly. You know. Uh, he just don't have the physical strength. You don't have to be. I mean, Montana didn't have a very strong arm, you know. Uh, Brady doesn't sling it 40 yards, 50 yards downfield, but you still have to have a good play caller in. Uh, th- th- there's certain things that an offensive coordinator that is really good can find. Uh, doing the shifting, getting the right matchups, getting a – Getting a, uh, a a running back on a linebacker or something like that. Getting a wide receiver on a linebacker. Uh, you know, certain things like that. Uh, getting the ball uh, down the field without having to throw the ball downfield and scheming plays open. Running what looks like a pick play that's not a pick play just to move a guy out of a certain zone and getting your guy underneath it for the play. So it's a lot of little stuff here that people with a lot of experience and having a natural knack for, like a, like a former quarterback, like a Lincoln Riley per se, we was talking about him last week, somebody like that, uh, that can see that a former defensive coordinator who says just run out here and make the break uh, you should be able to beat it instead of trying to get in certain matchups. He's just playing ch- checkers, and a lot of these offensive coordinators that I mentioned that used to play quarterback are playing chess, if that makes any sense. So uh, Bill O'Brien would never admit he was wrong about that. Yeah, Bill Belichick doesn't like to admit he's wrong about anything. But he did admit, hey, it's 55 yards, that's too long for a Hail Mary. I mean, there was rumors that John Elway could throw the ball 100 yards. 55, you don't have, do you have to throw it the whole 55 yards? He can't get the ball 45 yards and the guy make a play? You couldn't run a screen pass in the middle of the field? Now, I did have the Raiders in a parlay there, but the parlay got blown up by the Cowboys. The Cowboys uh, did me wrong in that one. But as you can see, he's starting to admit now, you know, I made some mistakes, okay? Uh, And and my thing is, they got a lot of extra money in cap room. What if uh, Arizona wants to rebuild and bring in a new coaching staff? And maybe they want to – I was watching Hard Knocks the other day. And Bill Belichick went up to – this was – remember, they got the in-season Hard Knocks. He went up to DeAndre Hawkins, said, man, I got a lot of respect for you. Uh, I'm glad glad we only had to play you every four years. And he keeps up with all this stuff. Maybe they work out a trade in the offseason because they're going to have the money to cover it to bring in a DeAndre Hawkins to work with Mac Jones and Belichick bring in a uh, Bill O'Brien or another offensive coordinator to work with Jones uh, work with uh, Hunter Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, who still got some left in the tank, and then you 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 know use one of these other whether it be a Bourne or somebody or Devontae Parker. Uh, it doesn't look as bad with that offensive line, which is usually pretty good, and a Stevenson and, and the other guy who's been hurt this season, Harris but has been really good for the Patriots. So the Patriots, it's not in the end of the world. Uh, they did hit a base hit. Uh, you want to say it's a home run or base hit or whatever uh, with Matthew Judon. So all their free agents aren't terrible. Hunter Henry I thought was a good one then, and it's a good one now. Uh, uh, Judon, 
the, the defensive end from uh, Baltimore, defensive end. Uh, he was like second or third in sacks in the NFL, so he's turned out to be a pretty good play. It's not, and plus they're seven and seven. They could technically still make it, but man, that play right there was just man, was that idiotic, you know? And uh, Pickle says I saw Elway throw a seventy-three on a run. Yeah, and I, I would imagine a Josh Allen can do it, you know. Uh, Patrick Mahomes can do it, but there's only so many so many players can do that. Uh, so you guys like the show, share the show. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll, we'll touch into the NFL, good scope, bad scope. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that here. Uh, give you the new power five here. Got to put Cincinnati in there. Got to move them up a little bit. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, same place, same time. And I'll get into this game here in a little bit here on Sports Scope.